0: Vikings were fierce warriors. Unlike their popular depiction, wearing helmets with large horns, they wore armor bearing closer resemblance to those elsewhere in Europe. Only the wealthiest of warriors owned and wore helmets, which included built-in visors and ornate designs. To say Vikings were fierce warriors is honestly a gross understatement. They were predominantly raiders who left nothing but destruction in their wake. Many a clergyman or monk faced the sharp end of a sword or spear since monasteries were generally well stocked with valuables and lacking strong defenses. Since the Vikings were raiders and not soldiers trained for actual war, they generally searched for targets they could take by surprise. During the 9th century, two prominent men were Hostine and Bjorn Ironside. Very little is actually known about Hostine, which was a common name amongst Norsemen, like John, Matthew, or James nowadays. Surnames weren't always a thing either, so there is the possibility that the exploits of one man were actually those of several. Nevertheless, it makes for a good story and it's great for promoting one's public reputation, if Brutal Warrior is the widespread image you're going for. Bjorn was the son of Ragnar Lodbrok, a variable legend in his own right. Accounts of Ragnar's undertakings included raids throughout England and France, even holding the city of Paris for ransom. Most of the stories revolving around him have been exaggerated or based on folklore, but they were enough to make him the most feared Viking of his time. When Bjorn was old enough, he left home to go off on his own crazy adventures. After raiding Paris and a few other places, Hastein joined him in 859 AD for a sailing trip through the Mediterranean. Their first attempted raids were in several Spanish provinces, currently occupied by conquering Muslims from North Africa. The Muslims proved to be a tougher bunch to defeat, so they abandoned Spain and moved on through the Straits of Gibraltar, where no one knew their names. The Vikings sailed along the coast of North Africa, pillaging its mosques and coastal towns for well over a year. Bursting with ego thanks to their recent successes, Hassan got the idea that he and Bjorn should set their sights on a bigger prize. Since Rome was still the most famous and opulent city in the world, what bigger prize could there be? Bjorn still floating on a conquering high himself, thought it was a great idea. So they sailed with their men up to the coast of Italy. Having never been to Rome before, they struggled to determine its exact location. GPS hadn't been invented just yet, maps weren't readily available, and there were few people from whom they could ask directions. They probably forgot to ask someone from the towns they pillaged along the way. What they did know was that it was a fortified city filled with marble. Finally, they spotted it. But seeing just how fortified the city was, Hostein and Bjorn realized they weren't properly equipped to mount a full-on siege. They would have to resort back to using the element of surprise. Hostein devised a unique plan. I'm not sure if he took a page out of Homer's The Iliad, in which the story of the Trojan horses recounted. The Greeks and Trojans had been at war for a decade, and the Greeks finally realized they weren't getting anywhere fast. So they devised a plan that also included the element of surprise. They built a large, hollow wooden horse, filled it with soldiers, dropped it off at the gates of Troy, and pretended to clear out. And as they hid behind large rocks, bushes, and trees, a man named Sinon was left at the gate to offer the statue as a parting gift. You know that saying, don't look a gift horse in the mouth? That apparently wasn't a saying yet. The Trojans happily accepted the gift, brought it into the city, and under the cover of night, the band of soldiers slipped out of their hiding place. They opened the city gates, letting in the rest of the Greek army to enter and ransack the place. Hostine's plan didn't include a large wooden horse, but the tactic proved to be similar. He sent messengers to meet with the city leaders, claiming that he fell deathly ill during an exploratory trip and had recently converted to Christianity. His final wish was to receive a proper Christian burial, hoping the leaders of the city would oblige. And they did. The Vikings carried Hostein through the city gates and into the nearby chapel on a decorated stretcher. During the procession, he leapt to his feet and began killing everyone around him. The rest of his men were admitted through the gates, ransacking the entire city. Bjorn and Hostein were quite proud of themselves. They managed to pull off an elaborate con in the most famous city in the world. Few else could boast of a similar feat. But there was one slight problem. Full of hubris, Hostine stood up in front of everyone and proclaimed himself to be the conqueror of Rome, but then a poor citizen cleared his throat. Hostine stared the local down, waiting to hear what he'd say before killing him. Trembling and stuttering, the man told him that he, in fact, wasn't in Rome. Bjorn and Hostine overshot their target by roughly 250 miles, landing in a small marble mining town the locals called Looney. So much for pulling off the heist of the century. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one, but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener.